previously on I Made Her Watch. Next week, Stephanie, you will be watching the classic, the severely underrated, too hot to handle, oh, the TV series. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and those are three hours of my life that I think I will never get back. There is revenge I know. that is With- coming your way. With great power comes great responsibility. And if you don't use the responsibility properly, then you should expect consequences at the end of the road. I expect consequences. I understand what I've done to myself. I kept on telling them, I'm going to get Vanessa back for this at various points throughout the three episodes. Will it be all at once? I don't know. I think I'll see. I don't know if I want to serve something really hot, lukewarm, then cold, that can then get reheated at some point. I don't know. So are you ready? No, I'm going to pee myself. I'm so nervous. Okay. Now, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Next week, you will be watching The Vampire Diaries. Oh, no. Yes. Welcome to I Made Her Watch, the show where two best friends force each other to watch stuff they otherwise wouldn't. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your host, Vanessa. And this week, I made Vanessa watch The Vampire Diaries. <sighs> God. I hear your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I hear it. I hear it. So, Vanessa. Yeah. Considering this is arguably your favorite genre of media. Oh, yeah. So, what did you think of it? Okay, look, I'm going to be very honest right now. <laughs> if you had asked me this, let's, I think we should provide a little bit of backstory here yeah. on the day that we filmed this, per- or recorded, sorry, this particular episode. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. You watched it. I watched it. I now did look, not. <laughs> full disclosure, I know next to nothing about football. If you think I'm that kind of person who sits down and watches football every Sunday, you would be wrong. However, I have this weird thing where I have to make a Super Bowl prediction every year. And I'm almost always right not to toot my own horn, but in like the 10 years I've been doing this, I've been wrong twice, which is actually pretty remarkable considering I know nothing about football or anything about American geography. So if you ask me where Tampa Bay is, I honestly cannot tell you. (laughs) I mean, right before we started recording... I will say that you weren't sure whether the teams were associated with a state or a city. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, well, who won? And you told me, was it Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I told you, well, Vanessa, Tampa Bay is not a state. So I'm guessing it's a city. I mean, when you say that now, I'm like, yes, that's true. Because I've played that game before where you try to name as many of the U.S. states as you can. 
And I would love to say the number of them that exist. I'm going to say 50, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure if it's 50. I'm pretty sure it's 50. Okay. That was just a lucky guess. And I felt like 50 was a cleaner number than saying 51. But honestly, it could have been 51 and I wouldn't have known the difference. Is it 51 (laughs) though? No, it's 50 states. Okay. We're not American. It's fine. We don't need to I promise to our listener. I mean, I'm stupid about all geography. (laughs) I mean, including Canadian. (laughs) Including Canadian geography. I'm sorry, Canada. Look, I'm not this stupid in all areas of my life, but I am exceptionally slow-witted when it comes to geography, like embarrassingly so. But I'm okay to admit that right now because I have another gift. I have a gift for predicting the winners of Super Bowls. What I'm trying to get to in a very roundabout way is that if you had asked me how I felt about the Vampire Diaries before today, I probably wouldn't have had the nicest answer for you. But because my prediction came true today and the Buccaneers won, I'm over. Like, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. I'm so happy. So you know what? I think I'm going to survive this. You know what? I I think this may be a sign of you having a gambling problem, considering that you do this stuff. You like to gamble. You like to lose and waste money, obviously. It is not a waste of money, but sure, if you want to frame it that way, go ahead. It's also another thing that it somehow determines your mood so significantly. Like, when I bet, and I don't bet much, I go to the the casino, the casino, and I play, like, the little coin coin ones and like penny machines yeah yeah and I just like push it and then I'm like okay 20 bucks it's fine whatever I'm I'm set with um, whatever amount I have but I'm fine if I win or I lose like it doesn't matter to me I'm just like going there and I'm like that's why I got the penny slots because it just takes up the most amount of time I know it it matters a lot to me like just gambling in general can really significantly change my mood if I'm wrong. But for some bizarre reason, don't ask me why this is the case. Again, it's a very weird quirk of mine. I feel like the prediction on the Super Bowl, because it happens early in the year, it's in February, it sets the rest of the year up. If I get it right, I have a better feeling that the rest of the year is going to go okay. This excludes the year of 2020, where I was correct in my Super Bowl prediction. I just confirmed this before. Um, And 2020, as we all know, went to fucking shit. So, (laughs) but that wasn't my fault. Like, I got the prediction right. (laughs) (laughs) And by all accounts, the year should have gone off without a hitch. But anyways, this year is going to be better because I got the prediction right. And I just like to say that I hate Tom Brady, and you don't know how painful it was for me to say that the Buccaneers were going to win because Tom Brady is on the Buccaneers, and I only hate him because he fucked up a previous Super Bowl prediction of mine. Um, There's no other valid reason for why I should hate him. I mean, he is considered like the greatest quarterback of all time. I know nothing else about football. Like, There's no good reason for why I should hate this man, but because of that one year, I hate his guts. And so it was really painful for me to have to bet on him winning, but I'm happy with my decision. And I'm going to tie this into Vampire Diaries again, because I just like to say, you know how Bonnie is psychic? Uh I'm fucking Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, would this really be an episode of I Made Her Watch without some strange tangents? But I could start off now, though, with what I was initially going to start off with prior to this happy occasion of the Buccaneers winning, I wanted to start with a quote that I will let the listeners 
determine whether they think this applies to our particular situation or not. Okay, I cut Vanessa off like partway through her quote to remind her to put on her um, things. Oh our our microphone sweater. So, microphone sweater. Yeah, that's the technical term for it. Oh, I'm I, sure. I know the word for this, and it's somewhere in the back of my head. But it's also like eleven o'clock at night on like a Sunday. And I have to Super go to work Ball tomorrow <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday, which There's I watched. A lot of madness. Who did the halftime show, by the way? Oh my God, it was the weekend. That's the one part that everybody watches. Well, I don't know. It was good. It wasn't like great, I thought, but it was pretty good. Like yeah. he has a great voice, so I still love him. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy his voice. I couldn't remember what the term, <laughs> I, you know me, I just forget words randomly, <laughs> but um. This is how bad I am at the Super Bowl, not at playing the Super Bowl, but at discussing anything that has to do with the Super Bowl. Related. Apparently, besides determining whether a team is from a state <laughs> or from a city, <laughs> I was talking to boyfriend about this and I couldn't remember the name for the halftime show. It was just like the middle of the Super Bowl the performance. <laughs> and I think he tricked me and made me think it was called the game time show or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that thing. And he's like, no, it, it's not that. Um, so, um, I mean, it's cool, but it also made me laugh because I, oh, yeah, I, I completely, do the same thing. <laughs> I completely played it up. I'm like, yeah, 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 that thing. And he's like, no, that's, that's not it. So I'm like, thanks, boyfriend. The game time show. Least, yeah. <laughs> game time show, game time show, something along those lines. So Vanessa, you were going to enlighten us or sorry, you were going to give us some words of wisdom through a quote. Yeah. Yeah. A quote that basically summarized how I felt and how I think maybe you felt, but we'll leave that up to the listener. It's actually from George R.R. R. Martin in his book, A Clash of Kings. And if you watch Game of Thrones, it was then said by Tyrion Lannister in like the early episodes. The quote is, I will hurt you for this. I don't know how yet, but give me time. A day will come when you think yourself safe and happy, and suddenly your joy will turn to ashes in your mouth, and you'll know the debt is paid. I'm not saying that quote refers to me. I think it refers to how you felt in the previous week when I told you that you had to watch Too Hot to Handle. But I'll leave it up to the listener to decide. I mean, I think I was pretty explicit about it. There was a bit of food references mixed into my revenge spiel. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I was hungry, from what I recall. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's going to create some entertaining content for our listeners. So, you know what? Maybe everyone should uh, thank you for that. Yes, please thank me. <laughs> Okay, so I do have some questions for you, and I will let okay. you know, too, I also have some games set up for us. Okay. Okay, so you ready? That sounds interesting. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So what did you know about the Vampire Diaries before this episode of I Made Her Watch? Almost nothing. The stuff that I did know was more celebrity gossip related, because as you know, I like celebrity gossip. So I knew that Nina Dobrev dated Ian Summerhalder? Yeah. For a prolonged period of time. And then he went off and married somebody else. Um, I knew it was about vampires. I knew that there was like a love triangle 
but I only ever knew of Damon's character. I didn't know of the other brother, to be honest. So what was your opinion of the show before watching it? So just, what are your preconceived notions of it? Preconceived notions? I will never watch it. That was my (laughs) preconceived notion. Okay. So your preconceived notions have not changed or have they been reinforced? And you know what? I'm going to be totally fair right now and say that I didn't hate watching the first three episodes, but I think there's an important reason for why I might not have hated it because it's kind of just introducing all of the supernatural stuff that's going to happen. And it's not super heavy on the supernatural stuff just yet. I did a little bit more reading about how the show goes on. And when I was reading, I was like, oh God, no, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother continuing to watch this series after because there's just, there's, too much, for lack of a better word, and no offense to the people who like the show, there's too much nonsense that happens later on. I mean, yes, and I'm hoping this doesn't ruin one of my games now. Oh, no. Vanessa, what are you doing looking ahead? No, no, I just read like a couple of things, but nothing like super serious. I just, you know, I saw that werewolves might be involved later on. And of course I'm like, there are. If there I'm are vampires, it. there are werewolves. I mean, how do you expect anything else? Was there, like, any character in particular that you actually liked? I like Damon because he's he's funny and doesn't give a shit. <laughs> um, and he's got, I just think, a very sharp sense of humor. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Damon. I li- and you know what? I actually don't mind Elena as well. I don't mind Nina Dobrev as an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so- sorry. I just remember one other person that I really like. I like Matt. Ah, okay. Yeah, actually, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but rewatching the first three episodes, there was something about Matt that I don't think I appreciated watching it the first time. I think because of my age, because when it aired, it was in 2009. So 2009, we were in like grade 10, maybe something around that. That that, that sounds about right. I kind of note moments mostly the second and the third episode that I call good guy Matt moments that just yeah. prove that he's like an actual good guy, not a nice guy. I wrote good the exact guy. same thing down. I'm like actual oh. good guy, yeah. not stereotype good guy who's actually not a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so big spoiler alert. We're going to be ruining the series and not just the series, but probably the two spinoff series. Because as I told you before, there are two spinoff series of The Vampire Diaries. The first one is The Originals and the second one is Legacies. And I will be sharing a clip with Vanessa, but not with you, the audience out there, because then we'll be hit with copyright and no one wants that. I mean, not that we're making any money out of this, but like... I mean, also it's a podcast, so I mean, the most that you could share is the audio of the clip and not the visual. But it's copyright. Either way, but it's the the audio that matters in in this one. But I'm going to be sharing a clip with you for funsies. I'm going to answer any questions that Vanessa has about the series, about the characters, about the show. Both of the games will definitely ruin plot lines but also I just want to talk freely without being afraid and I know Vanessa's not gonna watch any of this again this is I true. was extremely I was so confident about this that I made these games up knowing full well <laughs> it would just like spoil yeah. everything yeah no no I'm I'm definitely not gonna watch further yeah so spoiler alert I am telling everyone right now I am going to be spoiling the vampire diaries series for you 
I may spoil bits and pieces of the originals and I may spoil like little tidbits of legacies. You are not only cutting the flowers off by their stems, but you're then salting the earth so that nothing can grow on the soil ever again. You're just (laughs) destroying it all. (laughs) Because that's how much we care about our listeners. I mean, we do care about our listeners. Of course we do. We care about our 2.5 listeners. Absolutely. Okay, but wait, haven't they grown to at least like 3.5 by this point? Okay, okay. You know what? Okay, let's say boyfriend. Okay, we we say boyfriend. We know we got Juju Bear out there. Yeah, absolutely. They're definitely listening. The 0.5 we've discussed, it's for Mikey. Yeah. My kitty cat. And who, who else? Oh, we have a lawyer. He says he's a lawyer. We have a I, lawyer. <laughs> I think you would put it on in the background and just like just give us a view. Listen, yeah, if just, you listened, you would hear us calling you out right now. We have my mom that does not understand what a podcast is, but said that she yeah. could just press play and have it play in background. So we have we my go. mom. Um, we have the tooth obsessed. I was going to add more adjectives to that, but our hygienist friend. Okay, what is saying? We should start counting because I stopped counting after Mikey. Lawyer, hygienist, juju bear, boyfriend, mom, cat, half. I feel like I can con additional people into listening. So okay, that's yeah. like an easy 5.5 listeners. We were growing, Vanessa. We haven't even published an episode. At this point, we have not published an episode because we're just creating some sort of stockpile because it turns out that our, you know, jobs that pay us can be quite time consuming. And these episodes actually take quite a bit of time to um, prepare for and actually record. I'm going to stay no comment on that comment, particularly the beginning of that comment. (laughs) <laughs> and that will be my comment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, also, because I have to somehow find a way to edit all this stuff after uh-huh. work. Yeah. We're doing our best here. So we're but, just going to create a stockpile and then publish things once we have like enough things recorded. Absolutely. But I mean, I just want to say that going from 2.5 to 5.5 is literally we just over doubled our listenership true and without even publishing an episode we're that good we're that good my my lord we are talented individuals i told you predicting the super bowl really you're just shooting for the stars after that (laughs) shooting for the stars next week we will be at 11 listeners Okay, so let's get into some basic info about this show. So as we discussed before, the show ran from 2009 to 2017 on The CW. Its creators, it has two. It has Julie Pleck, and she was both a producer and writer on the show. And she was also a producer and writer on Kyle XY, The Tomorrow People, Containment, The Originals, Legacies, and Roswell, New Mexico. But she was just a producer on that, or she is just a producer on that because that is current airing and filming at the moment Hmm. and then we have kevin williamson and he has been a producer for scream two three four the secret circle the following tell me a story so tell me a story i think it's kind of like a american horror story sort of show okay can you tell there's a theme going here uh trash trash and more trash (laughs) 
<laughs> horror trash though horror yeah. trash i actually like a couple of these shows but i'm like i'm okay with this i did um pretty much incinerate too hot to handle mm-hmm. so i'll respect your commentary i'm sorry when you got to scream five i was like wow <laughs> it's scream four and is he there was that a- much of a difference <laughs> He was also a writer for most of those that I just mentioned, but also I think he wrote for Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay. There's one like golden nugget in there. Yes. And to just provide some more background, I watched this YouTube video. And mind you, this YouTube video was two hours, 33 minutes, and 18 seconds. So it was quite long, and it's actually what spawned this episode. It kind of condensed all the characters and plot lines and all that sort of stuff into one video. And it even had like little timestamps where I could just go back to really easily. So the video was called The Vampire Diaries Video. And it's by Jenny Nicholson. So you can go and check that out on YouTube because she really was the MVP for this episode because she gave me... Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. What I wouldn't do to meet you. So, The Vampire Diaries, the TV series, was loosely based on the Vampire Diaries books by L.J. Smith. Okay. Now, you would think this was written sometime after the Twilight Mania. You would think, but it wasn't. Actually, the first four books, so books one to four, were published from 1991 to 1992. Wow. And books five to 13 were published between 2009 and 2014. (laughs) Let me explain what happened in that gap there. I'm no insult to the writer. She ran out of the money that she received from the first four. And she was like, you know what? (laughs) I can write an additional eight trash novels. (laughs) Well, I will have to say, though, you're wrong. You're actually absolutely wrong, Essentially, Alloy Entertainment is the company that owns the copyrights to the book series. HarperCollins approached Alloy Entertainment, which is a book packaging company that also did books such as Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl and The Secret Circle. HarperCollins told Alloy Entertainment that they wanted a teen vampire series and that's it. That's the only information that they gave them. This was back in 1991 or 1990, however amount of time it took her to write this stuff. Wow, okay. A book packaging company is when a publisher wants a certain type of book and they contact these companies to put it all together. An example of this, let's say they say they want a Christmas-themed cookbook. And these are the type of companies that put those together. So LJ Smith was hired on a work-for-hire basis. But all the characters, the plot lines, world building, all that stuff is a creation of L.J. Smith. But unfortunately, she doesn't get the payoff for all this. Alloy Entertainment does. And she got done dirty. That's terrible, actually. As I said, like, the books are pretty much like their own thing. But at some point, Alloy told L.J., that they wanted Elena to end up with Stefan. And she didn't agree. So she was fired in 2011. So she wrote the books one through seven and they still had some of, I guess, like the outline for the next two books. And they kind of like worked off of that, but the rest of them were like ghostwriters. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, you actually, she did not cash in for this. She probably didn't even get any of the money when they purchased the rights of the book to create the the TV series. That's so shitty. 
Yeah, it's really shitty. And she got so screwed over. And it makes me really sad because obviously these were her creation. And she should profit off of it. Because there was a group of people that obviously really liked it enough to spawn so many more books. Yeah, and all those other books. Like, I mean, regardless of how I feel about the content, that's my personal opinion. But it's her effort that led to all of this, right? She should be rewarded appropriately for that effort. I have a small question to throw in there. So who do you think Elena ends up with in the end? So she said that she did not want him to end up with Stefan, like the creator, but like in the TV series, who do you think she ends up with? Um, I was actually going to ask you this because I want to say she ends up with Damon, but I don't know. If she ends up with Matt, I would be very happy. But I'm going to say Damon just because maybe they have more chemistry overall. I mean, they did date in real life. Okay, so we're going to put a pin in this for a little bit and then we'll get back to this because it might screw up one of the games if I mention. Okay, I actually really want to know the answer. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is a good way to start off our first game. Are you ready? Okay, so I'm going to go through all these characters, pretty much the main cast, but you are going to tell me whether you think that these characters make it to the end of the series. Oh, this is fun. Okay, but I'm being very clear, if they make it to the end of the series, so the final, to the final episode. Okay. So they can die and they can come back because that is a thing in this show. But once again, they have to make it to the end of the series. But it does it count if they die on the last episode? If they die on the last episode, they did not make it until the end of the series. Okay, okay. So okay. they have to like survive to the very, very end. Yes. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. And I'm going to write down your answers. And then at the end of this episode, we're going to go back and like see what you got right and see what you didn't. I just want to say that I feel like this is like the Super Bowl prediction all over again. <laughs> I'm ready. My my spidey sense is tingling. I'm going to call it my Bonnie sense is tingling your, right your now. Your Bonnie sense. Yeah. Okay. Our main character, Elena Gilbert, is played by Nina Dobrev. And she was on... The very famous Canadian TV show, Degrassi, The Next Generation. Damn straight. Yep. Love that show. I even went back and watched that one from like the 80s. Oh my God. Old school. Yeah. Like, you know what? It was a freaking good show. It was. It was awesome. Then came you, Perks of Being a Wallflower. So that is her, a bit of her filmography. Mm -hmm. Now tell me. Does she make it to the end of the series? No. Next up is Stefan Salvatore, played by Paul Wesley. Or he also worked under the name Paul Weselowski. I'm sorry if I butchered that. But I believe he he started off as Paul Weselowski and then eventually went by Paul Wesley. And he was in Guiding Light, Everwood, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and SVU, CSI Miami, and Tell Me a Story, which uh, one of the creators of Empire Diaries is also a creator for. Um, I'm going to say also no. Next up is Damon Salvatore, played by Ian Summerholder, and he has been in CSI, Law & Order SVU, Young American, Smallville, Lost, and V-Wars. Now, does he make it to the end of the series? Yes. 
Next up is Bonnie Bennett, played by Kat Graham, or she used to also go by Katerina Graham. She was posse member number two in the Lizzie McGuire in a Lizzie McGuire episode. Oh, I mean, that called my eye. You know how much I'd love me some Lizzie McGuire. Mm -hmm. She was also in The Parent Trap, CSI, Hannah Montana, Honey 2, and Trolls Topia. And she's also a singer. Wow, she's pretty talented. And she's a psychic. Like, holy crap. I mean, she is a triple threat right there. Yeah, seriously. Now, does she make it to the end of the series? I like Bonnie, and I identify with Bonnie for reasons I already described i'm gonna say yes because if she doesn't i would be pissed off okay next up we have caroline forbes played by candace king or at the beginning of the show she went by candace acola and she was in how i met your mother supernatural and one of the best things to ever come out of 2020 tiger king (laughs) (laughs) no you know what I might argue is even better than Tiger King. Too it hot brought, to handle. She wasn't in that. <laughs> it brought us so much joy, this film. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Why am I not? After we collided. She's... <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, she was. I recognized her, and I think I even brought this up while we were watching it. This was pre-lockdown. We had a very nice night. Yeah. There was just so many margaritas involved in that night. It was awesome. I think she plays, like, the fiancé of that publisher guy. Oh, okay, okay. The blonde. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does she make it to the end of the series? I'm going to say yes, because she's not a terribly likable character, and I feel like unlikable characters often survive. Okay, next up we have Matt Donovan, played by Zach Roring. I'm a, I'm sorry if I butcher these names. We're sorry, Matt. Yeah, we, so we do he, love you. <laughs> we do, actually. We do love the character of Matt. So he was in One Life to Live, Friday Night Lights, As the World Turns, and Dare Me. Now, does he make it to the end of the series? I feel like there's something a bit tragic about Matt. So while I want to say yes, I'm going to say no. Next up, we have Tyler Lockwood, played by Michael Trevino, and he was in the Disney Channel original film Cowbells, and he was in CSI Miami and New York, 90210, and he is currently in Roswell, New Mexico. So, does he make it to the end of the series? I will say yes. Last on my list, Jeremy Gilbert, played by Stephen R. McQueen. He was in Everwood, CSI Miami, Minutemen, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. You make it to say yes. Series. Now, a fun fact, Paul Wesley, Michael Trevino, and also Zach Roaring all auditioned for the role of Damon. Interesting. I can't imagine anyone else playing Damon besides Ian Summerholder. I can't picture it. I think Ian's just got the right attitude and look for it. Okay. We're going to go on to our second game. I love games. It's making it so much more tolerable. So this game is called TV series or book series. So TV or book, TV or book. Okay. So I'm going to read a plot line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a plot line and you're going to have to tell me whether it is the book or the TV. Interesting. I'm okay. excited for this one. First up. As a human returned from the afterlife, Elena was given special abilities that 
overpower her aura. Her blood is irresistible to vampires and other supernatural creatures, and she has special powers because she is half-angel slash guardian. Book or TV? I'm going to say book. And you are correct. Oh, yay. And this one I actually get to learn if I'm right or not. Yes, you do. I like instant gratification. Next up. Damon has become possessed by the evil fox demon Shininchi and his twin sister Misao, who have been invading the town using mystical and evil Mohawk. Booker TV. Book. And you are correct. I'm good at this. See, it's the Bonnie in me. Next up. After Kai slaughtered his sister on the altar after saying, I do, the twins she was carrying were saved via magical spell and implanted into vampire Caroline, who she later gives birth to and raises. I'm going to say TV. Good job! I am on fire! Okay, next up. Damon, Bonnie, and Elena attend a party hosted by a woman named Bloodwood, who transforms into a huge owl every night. Booker TV series. That one's hard for me. I'm going to say book. And you are correct. Yes. Oh, guys, I've never been happier than in this moment right now. (laughs) Super Bowl. I'm telling you, Super Bowl. (laughs) Okay. One of the original vampires, Klaus, kidnaps Elena to drain her of all her blood to create an army of vampire werewolf hybrids. Booker TV series. TV. Good job. Thank you. Last one. The gang attempts to stop Vicky from ringing the bell every five minutes until it's rung 12 times in which Hellfire will be released, destroying the town. TV or book series? Oh, God. I might get this one wrong. I'm going to say TV, but I don't know. Is that your final answer? I'm okay with getting one wrong. So, yes. Okay, Vanessa. Yeah. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> now, can I say that, that you did a lot better than boyfriend? You like, see, I just, it's okay. The thing is, not everybody has the abilities that I have. It's limited to a select number of people like myself and the fictional character, Bonnie. And that's what makes us exceptional. Because if everybody had these abilities, then we wouldn't be exceptional. It would just be the norm. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so what helped you decide whether it was book or TV series? Stuff that sounded too complicated to show in a TV show, I thought would be a book series instead. I think I just kind of picked ones that I kind of recalled. But the thing is, I actually stopped by watching the series after like the fifth season or something like that. Okay. And so I know those were probably around the time where it was the most convoluted, but I did end up watching like the last few episodes of the last season because I'm like, oh, it's finally the end. I have to watch it just because yeah. like I was into it for a few seasons. I just like to know how well did Boyfriend do on this quiz? I think he only got like three. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah, I think his criteria was something along the lines of what he thought TV producers would think would look cool on camera or something. He, oh, okay. he made it sound a lot smarter. But okay. Well, I, clearly I, I, that criteria didn't work for him. So, you know, just saying, well, we just lost a listener. We're down to 4.5. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> this one's entirely on me. So, you know, it's okay. I'd like to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. My ego is quite large right now. 
Now, the time for games is over. Now oh. on to fun 2.0. For- Vanessa's fun is now ended. The joy has turned to ashes in my mouth. And I know now that the debt is paid. <laughs> oh, that's what you think. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Lord, help me. I did well on the Super Bowl. I should have a pass for the rest of the year. It's so funny you think that. Oh, anyway. It's so evil. It's so evil. Episode one. (laughs) You know, I can make this go a lot harder, just so you know. (laughs) Okay. Episode one, pilot. It has no name. It's just called pilot. Because they didn't think it was going to go farther than this. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So... This is set in the fictional town of Mystic Falls, which is actually not the same name as the town in the book, but it's set in the fictional town of Mystic Falls in Virginia. But the pilot was actually filmed in Vancouver, and then after the pilot, they moved to Georgia, I believe, due to some tax incentives, if I can recall correctly. So things might look like a little bit different, including like the houses and the Salvatore State. We start off with the voiceover Stevan Salvatore, and immediately he tells us he's a vampire. Yeah, he wastes no time. No, but it, it's good. We don't have to spend our time wondering whether yeah. the Vampire Diaries has anything to do with vampires. Because we wouldn't have known otherwise. We would have been like in constant disbelief. <laughs> and can I just say, this is something I'm surprised that I like realized, but... They changed the font of the logo. It's different from the font that's used later on. I'm like, there's something wrong with this font. And I was very overly obsessive about it. I had to like Google. Is it uglier in the beginning than it is later on? I think they try to make it look more creepy. That's a weird thing to change. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of Google. So I, it's, it may be Ariel. Google the Vampire Diaries and then logo. It it does look like Ariel. Yeah, so they changed it from like that creepy er font. I don't know. I liked the other one before. This is odd. Like that's the kind of font you choose when either you're restricted to choosing it because of the court or because (laughs) someone has no creativity. Everyone, this is the kind of quality content that you look out for. Us discussing fonts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where? <laughs> this is why people tune in. Our full five and a half people. Because we're interesting. We talk about interesting subjects like the benefits and cons of Arial font. <laughs> I could go on about it for longer, but you know, then what are we going to talk about next episode? Okay, now let's let's get back to the episode. You know what I mean? We're not no. good. We're not good at recapping. I actually, I actually think that maybe my payback to you is going to be getting you off track every time, and now we will never I'm actually not. have to cover the episode. Vanessa, you're not thinking clearly. <laughs> I know, but it's just going to prolong your torture. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just looking out for you because I'm that good of a friend. Oh, yeah. No, you were really looking out for me when you suggested that I... Not suggested. When you forced me to watch this show. 
Yeah, and you forced me to watch Too Hot to Handle. That was a good show based on a fantastic <laughs> episode of a sitcom. Okay. So after Stefan immediately outs himself as a vampire, or his, at least just his voice, because we don't see his face for a while, we get two young people driving at night on a lonely road and they hit someone. I mean, we knew something bad was going to happen to these two young people. Absolutely. I'm, they're young. They look happy. They're a couple. They're screwed. Yeah, they get murdered. And then we get the weird font for me, at least. You say it is the superior font. It is. like comes in. And we get Elena's voiceover as she's writing into her diary. And we find out that she has just lost both her parents in an accident. And she is suffering from some major survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. And it's something that she carries with her throughout pretty much the entire series. She never really gets over it. Understandable, considering it was a pretty horrific accident, right? The car went over a bridge. She was in the backseat. Her parents didn't survive, and she did. This scenario gets replayed at some point. So, uh, spoiler alert. I mean, this entire thing is a spoiler. This scenario of the car going off the bridge and going into the water is Mm -hmm. the event that turns her into a vampire later later on into the series. Oh, okay. We find out that the person that actually saved Elena was Stefan. And he sees this accident happen. He's in Mystic Falls for some reason that I can't recall. He sees the accident happen, goes into the water, and Elena's father is still conscious. Mm -hmm. And Elena's father is pretty much telling Stefan to save Elena, who's passed out in the back. And he does. He saves Elena. And her parents pass away. Does she ever find out about that? Yes, she does. Okay. Is that like an issue for them? Um, I can't recall, to be honest. I think it definitely makes her feel even guiltier because her father explicitly put her life over his. Right. But then also, she actually ends up asking Stefan when she goes off the bridge to save Matt because she's in the car with Matt and he ends up saving Matt and she dies by drowning and gets turned into a vampire that way. Because the way that someone gets turned into a vampire in this series is Mm -hmm. that first they have to ingest vampire blood. So they have to have it in their system and then they have to die when they kind of wake up from death because they wake up as like, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. So they're in the middle of transitioning. So they have two choices. They either drink human blood and they complete their transition into being a vampire or they die for real. Okay. Like they just die again, essentially. <laughs> just, That's it. just die again. Don't worry, it's the Vampire Diaries world. Everyone dies at least once. Because you run out of plot lines after a certain number of seasons. Yes, that is definitely an issue. Yeah, so she has some major survivor's guilt that she never gets over, and she kind of Mm. never really enjoys her life, I think, until the end of the series, so. That's kind of sad. It is very sad. as a character, so I feel a little bit bad about that. I do, too. So back to the episode. (laughs) Back to the episode. We meet Aunt Jenna, so Mm -hmm. who seems to have taken custody of both her and Jeremy, her younger brother. She looks to be about the same age as them. Yeah, she's actually only a few years older, and she even mentions at one point that she has to go and work on, like, her thesis or something. Yeah. Yeah, so she she's quite young. She's, like, Elena's mother's kid sister. Next up, we got introduced to Bon Bon, or Bonnie. Sorry, actually, also Bon. Known as, also known as. 
Also known as Vanessa. Yeah, Bon Bon is actually the nickname that Damon ends up giving Bonnie later on. Love it. There's so much animosity between them for a while. They do not get along. But then once Nina Dobrev's character departs, so once Elena gets put into a sleep curse that she can't awaken from until Bonnie dies, they form like he, she forms a very, very strong friendship. I'm sorry. Uh, Bonnie dies, but then does she like wake back up after? <laughs> I guess you'll find out at the end. <laughs> Anyways, Bonnie is telling us that her grandma told her that she's psychic and that she's descended from Salem witches mm-hmm. and that she predicts that all the sad and the dark times are over. Mm-hmm. She's not always great at her job, you know, <laughs> just the same as me. We all have our bad days. But she says she predicted Obama. And I wrote down after I heard that, do you think she would have predicted Trump? <laughs> I think she would have. In episode two, I think is the Comet episode, something like that. They said that a whole bunch of tragedy followed the last time the Comet went over. I mean, that was Trump. Yeah, death, tragedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think she would have predicted him as well. And frankly, just to add in, I also predicted that he was going to win. We can tell that Bonnie has some sort of ability to see snippets of the future or she can somehow receive signs of what's going to happen but mm-hmm. then as she grows into her own as a witch and she becomes an extremely powerful witch so powerful that she's able to help the writers out of the plot holes that they've written themselves into or into the plot hole one or the other like she gets them into the and then she gets them out like she's both the cause of and solution to all their problems yeah but she's super uber powerful but this kind of thing where she predicts what's going to happen happens more in the like earlier seasons and then it's kind of forgotten about we meet caroline one of your favorite characters love her I will say this. She is kind of that typical, like, annoying cheerleader, frenemy mm-hmm. sort of character in yep. this. But she actually ends up being more than bearable. Like, I actually very much end up enjoying the character she ends up growing into. Okay. I feel like you always kind of know that you're going to like Bonnie or like Elena. But with Caroline, she kind of starts off the this and she does get turned into a vampire and after that happens she becomes less of like this sort of character and more the type a sort of character but in a better way yeah and kind of like really gets shit done okay i can respect that and i can respect character growth i think that's good so after bonnie's failed prediction that all the sad and dark times are over (laughs) uh we end up Going to a scene that involves Jeremy giving Vicky, uh, Matt's sister, drugs. And Vicky is with Tyler. And this is just a plotline I just do not care about. I I don't like Vicky at all. Oh my god. Okay, I don't like her either. I never liked her character. And they keep on bringing her back. They keep on bringing her back in some way or another. Like somehow she ends up in the final episode despite having died like three times or something i don't know but i really do not care about this subplot it's boring to me yeah i kind of tuned out a lot during that she Uh also out of all of them 
I mean, it's kind of not believable that any of them are in high school, but her in particular, I find, I'm just like, that is a grown ass woman. (laughs) Hey, I mean, how else are they supposed to make these people work like 20 hour days? You can't do that to children. That's true. Yeah, but we have that happening somewhere. But then we also have cool Stefan, the broody, the broody vampire. Oh, yes. Very broody. Yeah. And he's walking around school with his sunglasses on indoors. I I wrote down (laughs) in my notes, he is the kind of douche who wears sunglasses indoors. (laughs) Well, if anyone were to look into his eyes, they just might fall in love. He just has to like avoid that. Because everyone seems to be falling over themselves for him. And he's a very good looking guy. He is. He's an extremely good looking guy, but he's just so broody. Yeah, he's just a little boring, I think. He is. And especially when you put him next to Damon. He suffers from a lack of personality (laughs) when he's next to Damon. (laughs) Maybe instead of sucking blood from other people, he should just suck some personality from somebody else. I mean, he gets some sort of personality at some point because I'll get into it later. Okay. He's at the office and they're essentially telling him, you can't be a student here. You don't even have complete records. Yeah. But he takes care of that because he can compel people. Pops those sunglasses off. Stares at the secretary with those beautiful eyes. And she's like, oh, wait, no, no. I see where the hepatitis shot is. (laughs) You're good. So essentially in the Vampire Diaries world, vampires can compel people or can do compulsion. Mm -hmm. And they can get them to do things or to make them think that something happened that didn't or make them forget something. That's like the whole point of the compulsion. Once again, Jeremy comes in. She goes into the boys' washroom to give her little brother shit for being a stoner. Mm -hmm. And I just don't care. Yeah. But then that leads us to our meet-cute. I would would like to say, and I wrote it down, this was before today, so I wasn't even feeling that great about myself. I wrote down, I am Bonnie. I am psychic. I knew that Stefan and Elena would run into each other that way. Before it happened. And then it did. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious. but <laughs> I predicted it as she was yelling at her brother. I'm like, well, guaranteed when she walks out of here, she's going to walk right into Mr. Birdie. The thing is, Elena and Stefan are essentially the same person. Yeah. They're just sad, broody people that like to write dark things into their diaries. Honestly, they're like twins. So she goes to the cemetery to write in her diary about sad things and (laughs) (laughs) about sad things. Way to minimize her trauma. Okay, let me make this clear. You sound like Caroline where she's like, she's just, she's a bit blah right now. (laughs) (laughs) She used to be more fun. She's just really blah right now. She used to be more fun before her parents died. And I'm like, Caroline, that's not tactful. So I guess it's Stephanie, that's not tactful. Yeah, I wrote some rude words about Caroline after that scene. And so now I'm going to say them to you. Okay. In my defense, though, it's just death means so little on this show. 
it's, realistically. It's like a soap opera from what I have heard about the number of times somebody could die and come back to life. And like, I can accept that on a soap opera, but I cannot accept that on a show like this where there is a higher production value involved. Hey, telenovelas are freaking genius and they're awesome quality. I agree a hundred percent. But, like, this is supposed to have more time and effort invested into it, just production-wise. <laughs> well, if you were talking about production, we have that weird-ass crow that comes, <laughs> pops up, and fog. Which, apparently, so Damon is supposed to be the cause of this fog and the crow. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be a reference to Damon, who has this power to transform into a crow in the book. But they kind of just drop that. They kind of allude to it in the pilot and maybe the first couple episodes. But then, like, they just forget about it. And they're like, no, because this is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they had some standards there at the beginning. (laughs) At the very beginning. And even then, barely. As Elena's running away in fear because she's suddenly engulfed by, like, mist or fog, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And she has like an evil crow following her. She starts running away and falls down and she looks up and Stefan's there. And she gets, from what is not a very bad fall at all, she gets an excessive amount of blood on her shin. (laughs) Okay, but then how else are we supposed to see Stefan's vampire face? Because that's the point. You know, you, we get, we got to get a shot of, you know, his eyes getting all veiny. That means that he wants blood. Can I just say, like, could they have made a sexier vampire face than what they did? I feel like this show, a lot of the show is just about looks. And I don't understand why they couldn't make it. You had all this artistic liberty. And he looks like he's on his deathbed when he becomes a vampire. Like, couldn't they make it sexier? You want to make these murder machines sexier? Well, yeah. (laughs) Why else am I watching the show? (laughs) Because I made you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we get a glimpse of that. At some point, she, like, brings up his ring in the Vampire Diaries. If you do not have, like, a a sun ring or sunlight, sorry, not a sun, see, I'm forgetting words, a day ring that is... You're usually made by a witch. They're supposed to be rare. Let me make this clear. Day rings are supposed to be rare and they allow vampires to go out into the sun because otherwise they essentially just burn up in flames and become ash. But a witch is just someone that's supposed to be able to create the day rings. Mm-hmm. And vampires and witches tend to be mortal enemies. Like they do not like each other. Okay, so that makes it rare yeah. to get yeah. your hands on. Yeah, so most vampires are not supposed to have day rings. This does not happen in the show. I just want to step in and talk about aesthetics again. Couldn't they make the ring more attractive? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, but he didn't compete in the Super Bowl. Like, that's the size of a fucking Super Bowl ring. And at least that one is for like a good reason that it's so it's huge and it's ugly and it looks like you chopped off a piece of stainless steel and wrapped it around your finger. I'm not impressed with the rings that the witches have created. I have to say, I do despise most man rings. I just <laughs> don't like them. Man rings. Yeah, no, most of them hey, yeah, are pretty I, gross. I hate them. Absolutely hate them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, going back, coming back from our back to the episode. We're just never gonna finish this. One. No, <laughs> we're never gonna finish this. And it's like eleven fifty-five. We're not doing great. Stefan steals her diary. He says he doesn't read it later on, but I kind of don't believe him. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he reads it. Then we have this entire scene at the Mystic Grill of the I do not care plotline of like Vicky, Tyler, and Jeremy. But we do find out some information that we have about Stefan's like cover story. Mm-hmm. which is that he lives with his uncle, hasn't lived in Mystic Falls since he was a kid. He's from a military family. Uh, he's a Gemini and his favorite color is blue. I don't know where she got like the last one from. Hmm. I, and it's strangely enough, because I'm pretty sure I've never seen him wear anything except for maybe like navy blue. He's I, always in black. Can you imagine seeing him in a nice baby blue top? No. Can you imagine that? He'll bring that's, his eyes. That's too much personality for him. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the plot that we semi-care He's about. He's Gemini, huh? I don't Gemini's... know if that's true. I'm not sure how Caroline's getting all this information. I'm just saying Gemini's have more personality than that. Oh, actually? Okay, I will say this. So, so he can be pretty boring, but then he gets extremely murdery so at one point you find out that he doesn't drink human blood um so he drinks animal blood because he's a vegetarian that way so stefan sustains himself from drinking animal blood as opposed to human blood the reason there's a reason why he does this though and we later find out in this series is because he is basically like an alcoholic so once he starts drinking human blood, he can't stop. He'll suck the person dry, completely kill them, because they don't have to kill the people that they drink from. Right. Vampires don't. And he becomes what they know as a ripper. Not only does he, like, suck them dry, he just mutilates them. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds more like a Gemini. Yeah, there we go. So we <laughs> nice. have we have no personality, and then we have... Um, too much. <laughs> way too much. Okay, okay. I'm starting to like him more. Too bad I won't be I mean, be what watching. does that say about you? <laughs> Nothing good. Stevan shows up at Elena's house to apologize, and he's... You say something about him blood making him squeamish. <laughs> Excellent excuse. And she asks a very valid question. How do you know where I live? Because you just very showed up at my house. Very stalkery. And he responds with the simple answer of, it's a small town. And he but just asked the first person that he ran into. Not a good enough answer. Frankly, that is creepy. And I just, when I saw that scene, I'm like, I would never want to live in a small town where you can ask somebody on the street and they would know where I live. That's terrifying. Yeah, I was kind of like creeped out by that, but she seems to be okay with that response. She's like, makes sense because she's from a small town. So people probably do know where everyone Mm -hmm. lives. Also to like forward their relationship along. She has to be okay with it. Yeah, exactly. She can't be like, you're a stalker, leave me the fuck alone. Right. Because then the story ends there. (laughs) Okay, a PSA. Public service announcement. Mm -hmm. If some guy you just met suddenly shows up at your house and you did not give them your address, call the police. Like, no, this is not okay. Okay, you know what? You don't have to call the police necessarily, but that is a sign that this person is probably 
super possessive or stalkery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a red flag, essentially. It is a deal breaker, not just a red flag. It is the point in time where you take out the mace and a knife from the kitchen and you chase them down the street. This is something that's more probable to happen in elementary school or like high school where everyone just lives in the same area. So there might be some sort of explanation from it because it's just everyone goes to the same high school you probably live in the same area but if you take the same transportation home maybe like you might take the same bus or walk the same route yeah but essentially it is not romantic for some random person to just show up at your house no it is not yeah they end up bonding over the fact that you know they both keep journals and it's a whole conversation it's like you keep a journal it's like yeah i keep a journal my god you keep a journal i'm like this is a sign that we're like meant for each other that's not the dialogue but stefan can't make it through the doorway because you have to be invited in if you're a vampire i read about this afterwards and then i understood that scene yeah what was your like your perspective on that scene my perspective was he didn't want to come inside because he thought he was going to be too tempted by her I, just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. But like, I understand that the real reason, or at least the majority of the reason is because of the invitation thing. Can I just ask, is there a reason why they have to be invited? Like, what's the logic behind that? I can't remember. I mean, okay, there I don't is know none. if they said. I think it's just basic vampire folklore. You know, the stake through the heart. Mm-hmm. They can't be out in sunlight. Can't enter someone's home without being invited in. That's just basic vampire 101, Vanessa. (laughs) I will stalk you to your house, but I will be a gentleman and not come in unless you ask me to. (laughs) This is not the type of vampire folklore that made it into like Twilight, by the way. Edward just creepily watches Bella sleep for like apparently the entire first film without her knowing or ever inviting him in. Mm. If we're fast forwarding a bit, another thing that they kind of bond over just Damon says that his parents passed away it might have something to do with the fact that he was alive in like 1850 or something like that Mm -hmm. so they definitely (laughs) passed away by then but I'm pretty sure Stefan killed his father back with Stefan and he's in in his room we meet someone that calls him uncle Stefan and he does not like the fact that Stefan is there I believe his name is Zach. Is his name Zach? Yeah, it is Zach. Yeah, okay. So Zach leaves Stefan in his room and Stefan goes over and he opens up a book and there is a picture of someone named Catherine from 1864 and she looks exactly like Elena. Another red flag. Mm -hmm. That's usually a sign of some other creepy, weird behavior. (laughs) I just want to say, though, on the topic of like, okay, you know, the ring was ugly and you said, well, it's really old. If we're being historically accurate, then those curls in her hair wouldn't have happened in 1864. And she's definitely wearing makeup in the picture. And that wouldn't have happened in 1864. I think they had a way of like creating these curls with pieces of cloth. You can do that. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you can. But don't justify this. <laughs> okay, but actually, this, those curls are very important. So it turns out, spoiler alert: Catherine is a vampire, and oh. she is the person that transformed both Damon and Stefan. Oh, so Damon wanted to do it willingly. So he was in love with Catherine. He wanted to become a vampire willingly. Yeah. And Catherine was actually in love with Stefan and she was secretly feeding him her blood. Then something happens and I can't recall exactly what happens. And she 
apparently dies, but she doesn't actually. But they already are in the process of transforming into vampires. And they originally make a path that they're just going to die. Like they're going to take the route of not drinking human blood. But then when Stefan goes back to say goodbye to his father, his father tries to kill him. And then he in turn ends up killing his father and then sucking him dry. Oh, And then that completes Stefan's transformation into being a vampire. So Stefan takes some poor girl over to Damon, who does not want to turn into a vampire anymore because he doesn't want to live in an eternity without Catherine. And he's like, no, I don't want to be a vampire. Take that human blood away from me. But then he makes Damon smell human blood coming from this girl. And especially when you're first turned into a vampire, you're not as good at at controlling your impulses. Stefan essentially forced Damon to become a vampire. I now hate Stefan and And Damon is the winner here and the only one that I will support. (laughs) And I understand why he's so upset. There's a line where he says, like, I promised you a lifetime of misery. Mm -hmm. It's actually not even for turning him into a vampire. It's because he was mad that Catherine had chosen Stefan. Yeah. Chosen to turn Stefan. Right. So there's another love triangle. Yeah. I do like knowing the backstory behind that. And I feel a lot worse for Damon now than I did before. He has a little broken heart that he eventually uses as an excuse to turn off his humanity. Because for him. Because vampires apparently have a switch. Literally, they call it the humanity switch. Like turning off the humanity switch. You know how you turn your lights on and off? You can do that to your humanity if you're a vampire. (laughs) don't worry it doesn't keep up well like there's a whole bunch of plot holes with that too you look frustrated you look like you have some information overload i've had dreams that have been more coherent and logical than this and let me tell you my dreams are messed up (laughs) later on we just go through this entire scene where we have this teacher that's just a complete asshole such a dick tanner why He tells Elena that the time for personal excuses is over, as though her parents' death is a personal excuse, and that because the summer has passed, her trauma must now end. Mind you, like, we find out at this point that it's only been four months since her parents died. She's essentially an orphan. She is an orphan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How is four months, like, enough time to process all that grief and trauma? Well, Tanner says it is. <laughs> so it must be. <laughs> Later on, like fast forwarding, we're going to this party. So Stefan, you know, being over 150 years old, decides to go and party with a whole bunch of 17-year-olds. Mm, this sounds illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, but he's apparently supposed to look like a 17-year-old, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, sure. He looks 17. (laughs) The thing is, I just don't know how he could stand this because I hate going to clubs that are filled with a whole bunch of 19-year-olds because here, legal drinking age is 19. You go to clubs at 19 and all that stuff. I avoid those clubs like the plague. And And don't get me wrong. Like, we're not the classiest drunks either. Oh, not at all. But... What I do appreciate is that when I'm going to clubs with people that are around more around my age, our age, I will probably not get projectile vomited on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because this had not to me, but happened to my friend at like one of those clubs. That's disgusting. Yeah. Someone learned their lesson. Just saying. Oh, God. We have Stefan, you know, going and partying with a whole bunch of 17 year olds and him and Elena bond over death because that's what they do. Sad, boring stuff. Then we run into the scene where Tyler's sexually assaulting Vicky, and it's just so, so wrong. And I think, I'm not sure if Jenny Nicholson was the one that brought this up in her video, but I did think about it while watching this. I'm not sure if it's because she brought it up or because it was an actual memory of mine, so I apologize. But it kind of reminds me in the scene of Gossip Girl, where one of the main characters that everyone's supposed to root for like at the beginning of the series is essentially committing attempted rape it's actually a little bit disturbing to me how quickly they just kind of brush that aside it's something that i don't know if that would happen now if this i hope remain not. now yeah because it, it, this is not okay no at all so that was disturbing to see like i do end up liking the character of Tyler a bit more as the series progresses, but I completely forgot about this until I watched it. We go from that to Elena essentially friendzoning Matt. Poor Matt. You know what I mean? But he truly cares for Elena and he, he likes her and loves her. But most of all, he seems to respect her. Yeah. Because he seems to show his interest in a way that is... Especially in comparison to what just happened, which is very low bar in a way that's not forcing himself upon her. Yeah, he's very respectful of her boundaries. Mm. And like, he seems to respect the fact that she's no longer interested in him in that way and that she's moved on. He's, I'm sure, not happy about it, but he's not rude in the process. And then it turns out that Vicky had gone off on her own and then we get the creepy mist again. And mm-hmm. okay, guys, it's Damon attacking everyone and Spoiler. killing everyone. Yeah. And he bit Vicky and they find her body. She's and alive. He, she's alive. Yeah. I thought she was dead at this or, or turning into a vampire at this point, but Stefan knows what's going on. He feels something goes, you know, he knows there's another vampire in town. So he runs off back to the Salvatore estate and he goes into his room and he's in front of this fireplace. And all you hear in the back is, hello, brother. And we finally see Damon in Mm -hmm. all his gorgeous glory and all his snarkiness. Yep. And... This is where we get kind of like more of that world building where we find out that Stefan drinks animal blood, but that also makes him weaker. Mm-hmm. Someone that drinks human blood. Yeah. You get kind of a bit of an idea that Damon has some sort of resentment against Stefan. Damon takes Stefan's ring And that's how we kind of figure out that he needs this ring to be able to go out in the sunlight, or at least that's what it's implying. Exactly, yeah. And Stefan basically just says he wants Damon to stay away from Elena. And Damon calls out that she looks, he knows about Elena. Yeah. Yeah, and he knows that she looks exactly like Catherine. And there is a reason for this, but essentially, like, Elena is Catherine's doppelganger. Okay, And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on in that. But I might bring up, not today, but some other day. Maybe. 
Just saying. Oh, oh no. J- just saying. Anyway, have so- I not paid the price? <laughs> no. no, but what I did want to show you, and unfortunately, the audience can't hear this because copyright. This is from the most recent episode, as the, today is like what February eighth. Oh, it's eighth. Technically, okay. Oh yeah, because it's past midnight. Oh. Yeah, it's February 8th now. So the most recent episode of the spinoff show, The Legacies, it's essentially a school where supernatural youngins go (laughs) to get some sort of magical education, essentially Hogwarts, but in Vampire Diaries world. And they put on a play because the school's name is uh, the Salvatore School, and Hmm. they put on a play about the history of the school. So I'm going to share my screen with you now. I'm just going to play the first little bit. It's essentially them recreating the scene that we had just seen about Damon. Oh, God. <laughs> Finally coming back to Mystic Falls in the first episode. Okay, so I just showed you the clip called Hello, Brother, from the episode, uh, uh, season three, episode three of Legacies. So what did you think of this performance? Full body cringe. <laughs> Full body cringe. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to wash this off at the end of the night. I feel like I'm doing so well with my revenge right now. (laughs) I can hear it in my head. It's so, can I just ask, is the whole show a musical? Not the whole show. It's just this episode. It was the musical episode. Oh, I feel Um, nauseous. But you should just know that most CW shows now have to almost have like a musical episode i don't know why it started off because i think CW, in riverdale cw is where the shows go to die but the show was alive for like eight years <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then I, it had it had offspring too i can't no that was that was so painful and i'm gonna tell you this right now if you make me watch a show like that i refuse <laughs> Don't worry, I won't make you watch a musical episode of a show within the Vampire Diaries world. Oh, for God's sakes, why? Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you because there's this whole thing where it's just, that's kind of like a catchphrase or something. Hello, brother. They refer Mm -hmm. to each other as brother a lot. So guess what, Vanessa? We're now on to episode two. (laughs) We're making progress. Hell yeah, we are. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so the episode starts off with two young people hooking up in a tent in the woods. What do you think's going to happen to them? You know what? When I saw this, I'm like, is every episode of The Vampire Diaries going to start like this? Like, am I watching Law and Order SVU or am I watching <laughs> Vampire Diaries? I'm not sure. I, you know what? I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of episodes start like this. I can't remember anymore. I think knowing now what you told me about like the other shows that the creators have worked on, mm-hmm. particularly like Scream and like horror shows like mm-hmm. that, I kind of get these openings. Yeah, definitely. I think I didn't even put those two together until I looked up the info on the creators for this episode and figured I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. It definitely is like a standard opening for a horror movie. Yes, yeah, so um, they got murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got murdered 
by Damon, by the way. And but Elena's super excited to go to school because she gets to see Stefan. And Stefan does this thing where he gives Elena a copy or probably a first edition of Wuthering Heights. Oh, I've I've said this before. That book is I don't understand why women love the male character in that book. It's not a bad book, but if you're reading it as a romance novel, I think you have some issues. I think it came up in this and then it also came up in after. Mm-hmm. Once again, problematic. PSA people, if you hold the main character in Wuthering Heights as an example of a modern lead romantic man, you have some issues that you might want to work through. Lately, yeah. He's abusive. There's nothing sexy about it. He's abusive. I've actually never read the book and I don't want to because I do not think that I can get into it like that. Yeah. I spent the whole time reading it thinking, I don't understand. I thought that this was like a romantic book. You were wrong, Vanessa. You were wrong. wrong. (laughs) We have this entire background plot where like Vicky's in the hospital. In the previous episode, it ended off with her saying that a vampire had bit her. Right. Uh, Stephanie needs to take care of this issue. At some point in the episode, he ends up going to the hospital to compel Vicky to forget or to say that an animal attacked her. Yeah, and that's all she can remember. And Matt does see him at the hospital, um, and he tries to follow him out, but then he loses track of him. A more interesting plot line right now mm-hmm. is <laughs> a more interesting plot line. So Comet is appearing for the first time in like 145 years, something along those lines. And Bonnie is saying how the last time it appeared, it had created a bed of paranormal activities in Mystic Falls dark foreshadowing so there's definitely going to be a lot of paranormal activities happening over the next like i'm gonna say eight years actually no more than eight years because there's a time skip at some point okay yeah we have aunt jenna who's um makes a failed attempt at a talk with jeremy oh we have elena going to stefan's house and that's where she meets damon and i feel like they immediately have more chemistry yes God, I just feel when she interacts with Stefan, you're just like sad together. Yeah. But her and Damon, there's just there's like an joy. electricity. Yeah. yeah. Like an enjoyment that she gets from interacting from him. Exactly. With, with him. Cause surprisingly, he's much more alive. Are you saying cause there are vampires? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a joke of it. <laughs> Anyways, he tries to do something a little underhanded, and he brings up Stefan's ex, Catherine. 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 And we just found out that entire history behind that, so that's complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Stefan enters, and he's pissed. Yeah, he's not happy, and he essentially kind of kicks Helena he out. Kicks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he barely even acknowledges her as she walks out. <laughs> After she leaves, Damon tells Stefan that Elena has spunk. Are you sure? <laughs> what spunk? I don't I don't know if that's the right word to describe her. Yeah. Also, I think it very much depends on who she's with. <laughs> There's an entire thing where they say that when you're writing, you should show and not tell. Yes. And this exactly. is an example where you're telling and not showing. Mm-hmm. You're telling me one thing, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah. There's also this kind of hilarious scene where Jeremy comes home late and Jenna's trying to talk to him and he's walking up the stairs and she just whips an apple at his back. Oh, yeah. 
I looked at that. I'm like, that's good parenting. I would do the same. No proper solutions for the problem. It's the night of this comet. Everyone's lighting candles for some reason. I mean, it kind of feels like a vigil, but apparently it's not. Just, I'm thinking about it right now, actually. When you want to see something in the night sky, don't you want to reduce the amount of light that you have around you? Mm -hmm. You want dark conditions. I don't know. Maybe they try to shut off the town's light so that they can see the comet better, but they still need some sort of light source so the candles kind of do it. Something about the vigil candles kind of freaked (laughs) me out. But what I did really like about these candles was that they had that circular thing underneath it that can catch all the wax when it melts off. So I, I appreciated that. I mean, like the thinking. The little things on the show are sometimes well thought out. Elena helps Stefan light his candle with her candle. And that's not a euphemism for anything. (laughs) No, she literally does. But then she goes on to kind of break things off with Stefan before anything has really started, before they've even exchanged phone numbers, Mm -hmm. apparently. And then she kind of says how they talked and it was epic. That word. I feel, you know, when people say something is very unique or extraordinary, you should only use those words in truly unique, truly extraordinary circumstances. The same thing with epic. Don't just call anything epic. Don't say my Starbucks drink today was epic. It probably wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't epic. Your conversation was boring as it always is. There's nothing epic about it. But they get to be broody together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of had a problem with that too, but I do think that it is the way that like a teenage girl would describe her first real love because we can tell that Matt was not her first real love. No, it was more like a friendship. Yeah, but I think it's kind of in line with what a 17-year-old girl would describe kind of a mediocre conversation, the guy that she thinks is really hot and yeah. Yeah, it was epic because he looked nice and the conversation flowed. After this conversation, Stefan just kind of stays silent. Mm -hmm. They kind of go off and do their own thing. But eventually he finds a daemon on some sort of roof. And he's like taunting her, basically. Mm -hmm. He's terrified he's going to let her fall off the roof. And he's like, no, no, no. But then he almost does. And Stefan obviously goes up there to try to rescue her. And they're worried, right? Because Vicky is starting to kind of remember. Stefan's powers of persuasion, I guess, aren't as strong because he doesn't consume human blood. She's not fully buying the animal attack me story anymore. (laughs) Don't say. (laughs) I mean, just what kind of animal would bite you once in the neck anyways? Okay, what you should know about supernatural shows, it's always an animal attack. Like, it's just the given. I think it's that whole idea is that it's a type of attack that they don't think any human could possibly do. And these are normal people that don't immediately go to a vampire did it or a werewolf (laughs) did it. I mean, understandably so. Damon ends up convincing Vicky using his powers of persuasion or compulsion or whatever they're called. He Um, compels her. He compels her. Get the lingo down, Vanessa. I only have to go through one more episode of this. It's not worth my time. <laughs> oh my God, it's so sweet. <laughs> you think that you don't have to use this information later. No. Innocence. <laughs> and the joy turned to ashes in my mouth. And I thought the debt was paid, but it was not. He compels Vicky to once again believe that she doesn't know what happened that night. She doesn't know what attacked her. 
And then there's another scene which is kind of interesting because it involves Bonnie, who's talking to Damon at the restaurant. And for some reason, Stefan doesn't have Elena's phone number because despite their epic conversation... <laughs> They're just not that far in their relationship yet. And so Bonnie writes down the phone number for Stefan and she touches his hand in the process as she's giving it to him and she gets a feeling, which she later describes as cold and what she feels death feels like. I have a feeling that it's because he's a vampire and he's he probably cold. Yeah, and he's probably cold. <laughs> but you forgot the important part where Bonnie also provides... Stefan with Elena's email. Because oh. <laughs> this is how people flirted back then. Can I Via email? text and email. I Can didn't I think s- that happened outside of like workplace affairs. <laughs> Can I send you a suggestive email <laughs> with a questionable subject line? Yes. Hot and bothered already. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, so. You're just hot and bothered thinking about yeah, somebody that's flirting what, that's over it, email. I'm just trying to remember where I am. You're going to send yeah. the boyfriend a suggestive yeah. email when this is done. Okay. Yes. So Bonnie is so hot and bothered by this interaction that she ends up leaving Caroline at the Mystic Girl. And Bonnie is more cold than bothered. Actually, that would be more, yeah. more accurate. Yes. She's been take chilled. It back. Yeah, exactly. So she leaves Caroline alone, and Caroline looks across the room and locks eyes with Damon. We have a feeling of where this is going. Yes, we do. And in case you're unclear about where it's going, the show shows you. Mm-hmm. They end up in bed together. They're in the process. They're starting to have sex, and Damon bites her. And Stefan and Elena end up talking again and kiss. I, I think, it, can you tell what team I'm on? Yeah, the sad, boring people share a wonderful, tender moment. Oh, God. Episode three, Friday Night Bites. I like the title of this one, actually. Yeah. So how do we start off, Vanessa? Um, we start off with Caroline waking up and remembering what Damon did to her. And I just want to note, occasionally the styles and like fashion in the show kind of take me back to what was going on. Yeah. And she's walking out of the bed and she has a ring on her toe. And I was like, oh my God, do you remember when those were things? <laughs> yeah. I had the same moment where she ha- she wears like a scarf, that long Miss Independent yeah. Kelly Clarkson scarf. Yes. To cover up her bite. Yeah. Uh, which was much more of the time than that weird 50s neck scarf that she had at some other point in the episode. I think the neck scarf is at the trailer cheerleader practice yeah which like why would you wear that when you're exercising it's okay Um, because she has to cover up the fact that she's been (laughs) someone's breakfast yeah so damon wakes up and like stops her from walking out of the room and it's clear that he's going to probably attack her again but also probably going to compel her to forget the whole incident Oh, I wrote down my next note was actually, I hate Vicky. Funny enough, I wrote, Vicky and Jeremy have a scuffle or something, wants to be a friend, don't care. I These notes don't make sense. <laughs> I don't know if they have a scuffle or if they have a scuffle because of Vicky. I can't recall what happens this about that. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, and it's written out. I don't care. <laughs> Exactly. I feel the same way. But Elena is talking with Bonnie the next day 
and she decides because she sees that Bonnie doesn't particularly like Stefan because again Bonnie's got this bad feeling from Stefan so she thinks the perfect solution is for the three of them to have dinner together she's gonna see what a nice wonderful boring I want to impale myself with a knife because he's so damn boring person Stefan is and then you have the juxtaposition of Matt who I wrote down actually a good guy very reasonable (laughs) Tyler not (laughs) Tyler tries to hit Stefan with the football but of course Stefan amongst the many powers that I can't keep track of has like wonderful reflexes catches the football and then is inspired to join the football team (laughs) Elena tries to get Stefan to join the football team after she sees him throw a football once Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my god, that's the next Tom Brady. He, he caught though. the he caught the football and then he threw it. It's amazing. And, I've never yeah. seen anybody else do that. Not even my ex-boyfriend who's currently on the football team. There's a funny scene that I just want to go to in the classroom when Stefan basically shows the teacher up and knows all these historical dates. Mm-hmm. And like presumably so because he survived through all of this stuff. I just want to say, does being a vampire also give you like crazy memory skills? Or is it just that he survived this stuff so he knows the exact year that Roe versus Wade happened? Because I want to say I've survived through stuff in my 27 years here. And I can't remember the dates of any important historical events. Well, I think it just has to do with the fact if you live her so long, you just start reading shit. But at that time, what more was there to do but read stuff for like a hundred years? I read lots of stuff though. I forgot what I read half an hour ago. (laughs) I forgot what happened in episode two. (laughs) I think that's a millennial problem. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I do enjoy the fact that he showed the teacher up. It was so satisfying, but... It turns out that that teacher is the coach of the football team. Of course. And as we said, like, Elena tries to get Stefan to join the football team because she says that he should be more social. And he <laughs> legit, he calls her out and says, this is coming from, like, the gloomy graveyard girl. <laughs> or he doesn't say that exactly. I don't know if he does, but I wrote down, coming from gloomy graveyard girl. And she responds with, there is a whole Elena you have yet to meet. No, the, this is basically who she is for the entire series. Mm-hmm. She's just as gloomy and just as boring, just as blah as Caroline mentioned. <laughs> oh, again, there was just that situation in the actual football practice where Tyler decides that he's going to do the buddy pass and like knock uh, Stefan over. And again, Matt is such a nice guy. He goes over there to help Stefan back up and he's like, you know what? That's my fault. I kind of let Tyler do it. He's just, he's so decent. So this wonderful dinner happens. It starts off with three people. And Bonnie, during the preparation of dinner, which they obviously don't make themselves, admits to uh, Elena that she's been obsessed with numbers, particularly the numbers 8, 14, and 22. I've also been obsessed with numbers 31 and 9. The people who watch the game, they'll understand. And I'm assuming those are jersey numbers. Oh, no, no, no. That's the final score. Oh. Dinner's going a little bit better. Bonnie's getting along better with Stefan because he's complimenting her witch background. And then I wrote down, guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, brother. <laughs> the dinner is suddenly like it was so boring before. And then it suddenly gets interesting because Caroline and Damon show up. He really does just brighten the room, despite his murdery tendencies. But he does it in a happy way. (laughs) He enjoys. 
his murder sprees. I don't know. Exactly. I like it. So we both watched this on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. One of the functions of it is this x-ray thing where it can give you trivia about the show. And Stefan brings up something about druids. Bonnie says, it's like, no, apparently she's descended from Salem witches. But it turns out in the book, Bonnie powers actually do come from druids. And that uh, she is also white and has red hair. So they kind of change that around for the TV show. But back to the more interesting. Back to Damon. Yes. (laughs) So he reveals to Alina that Catherine died in a tragic fire. Which is not true. (laughs) After what you told me. That's a good lie. I totally believed him. Alina kind of deduces, based on the way Damon's talking about Catherine, that both of them dated Catherine, both him and his brother. But Damon really won't give much of the rest of the story on what happened there and like who dated her first or any of the details. But Elena does tell Damon she's sorry because obviously he suffered the loss too of somebody who he cared about and who he was close to. And Stefan, meanwhile, is talking to Caroline and trying to get her to remove her scarf, (laughs) which she just can't seem to say why she won't remove it, (laughs) why she can't remove it. I believe it's because Damon probably just come like compulsed her yeah compelled yes there (laughs) compulsed oh look who's picking up on the vampire diaries lingo that's just english good good that's just my knowledge of english very proud of you i like how you're talking over my actual (laughs) explanation for why how dare you I like my version better. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah. But this yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that actually is the reason because yeah. when someone's compelled, they're just kind of doing things or not doing things and they can't even really tell you why. Which is kind of makes for some entertainment there. And then Damon enters, he sees that the situation is kind of getting a little bit precarious. And so <laughs> This part I kind of love. He tells her, you should go help with the dishes. <laughs> Not even just like, you should go talk to the girls in the kitchen or something. No, go help with the dishes. And then he compels her to go help with the dishes. And I kind of appreciate Caroline for her comment in between where she's like, do I look like the kind of person who does dishes? <laughs> it's probably the one moment in the three episodes that I like her. And I feel like at that moment, Damon's powers can be very dangerous and should only be used for good and not evil like you shouldn't be compelling people to do chores but yeah otherwise (laughs) and then damon has some alone time with stefan and basically says i'm gonna do whatever i want to that spunky little cheerleader elena (laughs) no i think he's talking about caroline isn't he no he does say no he says at one point he's gonna do whatever he wants to elena though yeah, yeah. I feel like Damon actually has a much more insight into who Elena is outside of looking exactly like Catherine mm-hmm. because he does note things about Elena's character that show you that he's actually paying attention to who she is. So he does tell her at one point to quit cheerleading because she looks miserable. I actually like that scene for the exact reason that you described. Because apart from all the snarkiness and the other reasons that he's there, he is picking up on who she is, not just the fact that she looks like someone that they both loved. He has some insight into her, uh, which I like. Yeah, and I think that what you mentioned before about her saying, I'm sorry about Catherine, because Elena knew that Damon had lost someone as well, mm-hmm. or at least thought that he had lost someone. And I think that's a moment that really touched Damon. 
that's probably a quality of Elena that he ends up loving about her is just kind of her compassion. Yeah, she's thoughtful. Yeah, and that is something that he kind of clearly states that is very opposite of Catherine. Mm-hmm. Because he, I think he mentions a couple of times, or once when he's talking about Catherine in the kitchen with her, that she was like, she could be a very selfish, manipulative person. Oh, yeah. And there's, believe me, season seasons of where there's both Catherine and Elena in Mystic Falls. And this is how you can tell which is which. Elena has straight hair and Catherine has curly hair. I knew it. What I found out later is the curly hair that Catherine would have is actually, uh, would always be a wig. I'm thinking so, because it's very difficult to curl the actress's hair and then straighten it and all that stuff. Yeah, probably damage the hell out of her hair if they had done that, so... (laughs) Yeah, but I just feel so much more of a connection already with the fewer interactions that Damon and Elena have than with Elena and Stefan. Yeah, agreed. There's just way more chemistry there. And their conversations are more interesting and frankly deeper and more insightful. So just rewinding a bit because I wanted to point out another moment that I just don't care about. (laughs) Is I write down Mr. Grill? Some sort of well, I don't know why I keep on using the word scuffle, but I do. Some sort of scuffle over Vicky that I could not recall even immediately after watching it. <laughs> I wrote that down. That's fantastic. I didn't just forget about it. You watched it and... And forgot about it. It just didn't go in. It didn't register for you. The scuffle, I don't even know what number that is between the two of them, between Jeremy and Tyler over Vicky. It doesn't matter, but this is the one I'm assuming you're talking about at the tailgate party and then Stefan gets involved. No, (laughs) it's not. This is not Mystic Girl. (laughs) Oh, geez. There's so many. Like, I'm like, how many times do these guys go at each other in this span of like three episodes? Just one of you kill the other and let it be over with. Um, more interestingly, Elena has some sort of semi-sex dream about Damon, but mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Yeah. She screams when she realizes yeah. the face that she's picturing is Damon's. So initially the dream is about her starting to hook up with Stefan. And then as Stefan is taking off his shirt, his face turns into Damon's. I don't understand. Personally, I don't think that's a nightmare. I think that's like a wonderful dream. It started off as a nightmare and it got progressively better. <laughs> I really like you, Paul Wesley. I really do. I do too. He's he's attractive. He, he seems yeah. like a good guy. Yeah. You're very, very attractive, Paul Wesley. Yeah. But I just really like Damon. I mm. really like Damon. But um, then we kind of go to Stefan writing away all broody in his diary about looking for a shred of humanity in Damon. And this is something kind of like carried throughout the series of him trying to like bring back Damon from the brink. Actually, they kind of flip back and forth at some point. Instead of looking at others, shouldn't he look within first and maybe figure out a way to bring back some of his liveliness? (laughs) (laughs) So we go on to the next day, the day of the football game, and Mm -hmm. Stefan gives Elena a necklace. Um, It's hideous, as is all the jewelry on this show. I actually like it. I have to say, I actually like it. I don't know how it look on me, but it's actually, massive. It has to fit a shit ton of vervain in it, Vanessa. It's so clunky. Let me tell you something else about this necklace. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think that necklace used to belong to Catherine. 
Of course. So that's just kind of just yet another thing that I don't like that Stefan's done, that he just kind of merges Catherine and Elena together, but despite them being so different. You know what? It's like people who propose to a woman with like a ring and then what for whatever reason that doesn't work out. And they use the same ring when they propose to their next fiance. Don't it's do that. Dicky. Dicky, <laughs> just like sell the old one and buy a new one. Exactly. So we find out that Elena quit cheerleading and then the fight ensues between Tyler and Jeremy. And I put fight ensues between Tyler and Jeremy. Don't care. Some, but Stefan does get injured in the process. Yeah, yeah. Briefly. And he's bleeding quite a bit. And Elena is like terrified for him. And then in the next second when she asks to see his hand, it's healed. And she's like sure that she saw blood there and that it was his blood. So then she asked Bonnie, what did you feel when you touched Stefan? I don't mean that in a sexual sense. <laughs> and she's like, I felt cold, which I mean, if it was in a sexual sense, I could also understand. <laughs> but also maybe he just had bad circulation. That's not his fault. I have very bad circulation. That's true. The extremities are always the places mm-hmm. for people with bad circulation that feel cold. Yeah. And anyway, she says it felt like death. So Elena's a little concerned. But then in the next scene, Damon confronts Elena in her car And he kind of is hoping to kiss her. (laughs) Okay, remember when you said, Damon, use your powers for good? (laughs) Yeah. He did not hear you. And he tries to compel her to kiss him. And I wrote down in big letters, this is not consent, exclamation mark, underscore, underscore. This is not consent. This Mm -hmm. is not romantic either. And I don't think that also Damon doesn't mean for it to be romantic. He just wants to get back at Stefan. Yeah. But this is not consent. This is not okay. You cannot use your vampire powers to force someone to kiss you. Yeah, agreed. Although I kind of wanted to see that kiss happen. You will eventually. No, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) That's an evil laugh. But because she's wearing the necklace, she's able to fight off his powers. And she like slaps him and says, I'm not Catherine. Which is true. So there's this plant called vervain that Stefan had placed inside the necklace. So the wearer cannot be compelled by a vampire. But there's different ways of kind of having vervain so like a lot of people consume vervain through coffee or drink or something like that to prevent themselves from being compelled so i think that would have been more effective like Mm -hmm. she keeps this necklace and jenny nicholson points this out that just keeps on getting stolen so she ends up getting compelled at different points in the plot and it's just like she knows about vampires at this point just make her drink it in her coffee every morning yeah exactly people aren't logical on the show because the show isn't logical but damon obviously realizes that what's going on and the reason why uh, she was able to resist him. So he confronts Stefan again. And Stefan's trying to appeal to Damon's humanity here, right? And he's saying, I know you're not a monster that you pretend to be because if you were, you would have killed me like 145 years ago. Like you've had all these chances to kill me and you haven't done it. And it's because you're not the monster you keep saying you are, or you keep pretending you are. And then I don't know, maybe Damon's kind of affected by this conversation and is pissed off because... <laughs> He decides to prove that he's a monster when Coach Tanner comes walking around the corner and he kills him. Do not dare to think the best of me. I will prove you wrong. That is essentially what he is saying. And then he says, anyone, anytime, anywhere. (laughs) You know what? Coach Tanner was a dick anyways, so I was kind of happy. I literally wrote down, won't miss him. 
No, no love lost. What I am sad about is that Matt ends up being the one who finds Coach Tanner. And I feel like Matt's such a good guy. And he's going to need counseling at the end of this. His sister gets bit by an animal. It's not an animal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Coach Tanner dies from this animal. (laughs) Yeah, like he he had just had a moment with Stefan alone where there were when they were walking somewhere and it was another good guy moment he apologizes to Stefan and says to him that there was no excuses yeah like he doesn't even give a reason for why he acted he's like there's just no excuse for it yeah then he goes into the locker room and he confronts his best bud the way you're acting is not okay he's calling out his best friend I just I love Matt so Mm -hmm. much he's great so they find the dead body and we find out what Bonnie's numbers mean (laughs) I'm sorry but the acting in that scene (laughs) I can't replicate it, but it's, it made me laugh. I couldn't even, I couldn't take her seriously. As she was making that face, she was looking at building eight, the 14 on the license plate of one of the cars and the 22 number parking lot, parking spot, parking spot. We end off with Damon watching Elena sleep and caressing her face yeah caressing her face yeah yeah and caresses her and that that's the end of the episode oh my god thank god um there was one thing i really wanted to bring up again from that jenny nicholson video and yeah it's what she calls like the bonnie problem okay it's essentially how the writers and creators kind of like treat the character of Bonnie when it comes to her romantic relationships where they're always kind of like put on the back burner or they're just constantly bringing in people for very short amount of time and then they disappear and even the actress said how she was really looking forward to like a point in the show where she would get her epic love because so many people in the show get a whole bunch of epic loves yeah that word again epic Epic. yeah but like like a one true love yeah there's a point where I told you like Elena gets put under sleeping spell curse whatever she's Mm -hmm. essentially sleeping beauty and she cannot awaken until bonnie dies and elaine even says to damon i want you to live your life we'll meet Mm -hmm. again or something when i'm awake again right and Mm -hmm. there's like seasons where it's just all this awesome relationship building and banter between her and damon but it's always framed as this like friendship and on one side i kind of like that it's platonic yeah because female-male relationship doesn't always have to be romantic, yeah. but it's true that there's so clearly like this chemistry, but for some reason- They never the let only, it happen. It never happened. And she's the only main character of color on the show. From what I could tell online, there does seem to be this kind of like issue with how Julie Pleck kind of treat some of her characters of color mm-hmm. on her shows. She doesn't seem to like give them the sort of time or thought that she does like other characters or yeah. kind of goes out of the way to kind of do it. Also some other weird stuff that you wonder how Bonnie actually feels about it. Like she's constantly around or participating in events that are kind of glorifying the civil war in the U.S. So like the oh. Confederacy, because mm-hmm. it's set in Virginia. And there's no commentary on the fact that she's one of the few Black people in this community and they're constantly yeah. celebrating events I mean, yeah. it's never said super explicitly, but yeah, that seems like the creator didn't quite handle those issues in a sensitive <laughs> way, to say the least. 
So now we're to the end of the show and we get to go back to our first game. Yeah, I want to know how well I did. I'm a little afraid. So let's get back to these characters. Who made it to the end of the series? Elena Gilbert. You said, no, she does not make it to the end of the series. And Vanessa, drumroll. You were wrong. You said, no, she would not. And guess what? She does make it to the end of the series. They find a cure for her. She ends up getting woken up from her sleeping spell. Somehow Bonnie finds a way to wake her up without dying. They never explain what this is. They're like... I figured it out. Like, it's just a scene where she's like, I figured it out. You woke up. I was the laziest writing. They just figured it's like, Bonnie's this kick-ass witch. She can do anything, literally. And she wakes up. This is pathetic. Next up, you said that Stefan Salvatore would not make it to the end of the series. And you were correct. Yes. He does not make it to the end of the series. Next up, Damon Salvatore. You said that he would make it to the end of the series. And you were correct. And there's little Easter eggs in Legacies that allude to, like, that he's doing well. Him and Elena end up having a kid named Stephanie. (laughs) In honor of Stefan. Oh, that's where it comes from. Okay, I wouldn't have thought that otherwise. Okay, next up, Bonnie Bennett. And you said she would make it to the end of the series. Please tell me I live. Oh, sorry. Sorry. There's a point that both Damon and Bonnie end up dying at the same time. Okay. Or something along those lines. And it was, uh, this was the season finale. And Obama literally tweeted out. He made a tweet about this episode. Seriously? Oh, yes, he did. His tweet said, if Damon Salvatore doesn't come back for season six, I'm shutting the government down. Oh, my God. So he was also a Damon fan. I'm I'm experiencing a lot of emotions right now, actually. <laughs> because on the one hand, I think that's act- there's it's pretty kick-ass that he tweeted about this. And I think it's great that he was a Damon fan. On the other hand, I love Obama, but that would have meant that he watched The Vampire Diaries. And I don't know how to balance those two things. I'm pretty sure he was watching it as a bonding moment with his daughter. Daughters, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, okay. And he probably didn't have a way out. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I can handle that. Uh, Next up is Caroline Forbes. You said that she would make it to the end of the series, and you are correct. I knew it. Matt Donovan, you said he would not make it to the end of the series. And Vanessa... You were thankfully wrong. He does make it to the end. He ends up becoming a sheriff and he has like a bench that's like in his honor and stuff. Not because he died, but just because he did nice, good things. Because he's a good person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's actually the only character that doesn't at some point end up turning into some sort of supernatural. Amazing. He stays human the entire time somehow. Love it. I love him even more for that. Are you ready to finally find out the answer to your Matt question? You know what? I was going to make a sarcastic joke and say, I really didn't care, but it's about Matt. So yes, I do care. (laughs) And yes, I'm ready to find out. (laughs) When Nina Dobrev, so Nina Dobrev, who plays Elena, left the show at some point, but she did come back for the series finale. But her leaving the show did change the trajectory of where the creators thought the show was going to go. And like I said, the books and the series are kind of their own different things. 
the original Vampire Diaries ending to the series, sorry, what they thought it would be before Nina Dobrev left the show was that Damon and Stefan would sacrifice themselves for Elena and reside on the other side, watching Elena live her mortal life, possibly with Matt Donovan. I would have liked that ending. Yeah, I think it actually would have been like a really interesting and different type of ending. But that obviously did not happen. I have to admit, I'm still very happy with what did end up being the ending, which, spoiler alert, is Stefan ends up sacrificing himself for pretty much all of Mystic Falls, but also to save Damon. Damon then turns human. And he lives a human life with Elena because Elena at some point got turned back into being a human. Believe me, there's just a lot of back and forth. You would think this vampire thing would be more permanent, but apparently it's It's, not. It's more like a light switch. On and off and on and off. (laughs) Or in the Vampire Diaries terms, a humanity switch because you can just turn that thing on and off and on and off. And you can just get forgiven for all the people that you murdered somewhere in between those switching. I'm pretty sure psychologists have a clinical term for that. I'm sure they do, but do they specialize in vampirism? I don't think so. No, because psychologists work with real live people and actual problems. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think the constant animal attacks and deaths, everyone cannot see the gestures I'm making right now. There's quotation marks. Yeah. I I think that is a real problem for them, Vanessa, and I find it very sad that you would belittle their issues. Yeah, so Tyler Lockwood, you said he would make it to the end of the series. Oh, you were wrong. Interesting, okay. Yeah, he ends up uh, dying at some point. Can't remember when. Huh, doesn't matter. We don't care about him. And lastly, Jeremy Gilbert, and you said, yes, he would make it to the end of the series. And yeah, he does. Okay, so I got, what, three wrong? You got... How about I tell you how many you got right? How does that sound? Uh, Sounds good. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five. You got five right. Not bad. I I really hope that math was right, but it's, like, really late and I don't want to recount. I'm good enough with saying that I got a decent amount right. I think I'm pretty good at predicting stuff. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you did quite well. I Mm -hmm. I, I applaud you. Considering I will not watch the rest of this show, I'm pretty impressed. (laughs) So I guess you answered my next next question. Would you continue watching the show? (laughs) No. Um, Look, you know what? I will say that I didn't have an unenjoyable time watching the first three episodes, But I think, like I described in the beginning, the issue for me is that I think those first three episodes are just slowly dabbling into what the whole universe is going to be like. And that's probably why it's more tolerable for me at that stage. Whereas once it gets into that thing about like everybody's turning into a supernatural character and everybody dies a minimum of three times, like I've lost it at that stage. And now that I know that it's progressing towards that, I I can't. I'm not going to invest the time. I would like to see more of the Damon Elena storyline, but I could just watch that in like brief YouTube clips. Yeah, exactly. There's entire compilations about it. You're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to watch like full episodes to see it. Yeah. Well, I obviously did watch it past like the first three episodes. I think I stopped around season six or I can't recall anymore to tell you the truth. 
but how many stars would you rate it? Out of 10. What is this out of 10? I don't think it was stars, but what is this out of 10? For the first three episodes, I'm going to be really nice because I'm in a good mood right now. Wow. I would give it like a 6.5 or a 7. Oh, wow. Yeah. I am actually quite surprised. I would actually give it a 7. It's not bad. Those first three episodes aren't bad. I don't like actively hate the acting in it. There's nothing about it that I really actively hate. It's just not my cup of tea. It was something that I feel like I would keep on watching even like now just to figure out what happens. And then I would stick to it because of Damon and Elena, which I did, which is exactly what happened. But there's nothing like super amazing about the show. Mm -hmm. But I think it definitely I was the audience for it at that time that it came out. Yeah. And that's a big thing. I think a lot of it depends on when you watched it. And even for me, I think watching it now versus let's say if you had made me watch this outside of quarantine, like in 2019, I would have probably given it a lower rating, I would think. But now given everything that's happening, it's the kind of mindless television that you just sort of appreciate that much more because everything else is a shit show. So I think this is the time. I'm so happy. (laughs) Where you tell me what I'm going to be watching next week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the most power that I'm going to have all of this week. You know what? What I want to say is that I've taken my cue from Matt in this show. Matt's a good guy. He's reasonable. Sure, he has his moments of anger and frustration, all of that stuff. People can piss him off, but he owns up to it and he tries to be the better person. And I'm going to just come out and say that I am the better person right now. And I'm not going to be retaliatory. In all honesty, I think I was probably going to go with this choice regardless. But I was talking to a friend and she was mentioning how she watched this particular thing for the first time ever, which I was kind of shocked about because I thought most people had watched this. And that just kind of further solidified my decision to make you watch this next. It's a movie. It's goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't watched this. I know everyone has watched this, but yeah. I have not watched this, but I'm excited. It's. I think, I'm, again, I'm being a good person right now. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I haven't watched it in a really long time, so I'm curious to see what I'm going to pick up watching it again now. But I would say there are a couple of touching moments in the movie. Okay. Okay. I'm all for this. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess this is where we say goodbye to everyone because right now it is 1.30 in the morning. Good night and good luck. <laughs> yeah, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. And we're recording because I want to put this clip at the beginning and it goes like, previously on I Made Her Watch... Okay, I'm going to try it again because I'm going to... What if one sounds better than the other? I don't know. I don't know. It's always possible. Previously on I Made Her Watch. I think that was gold. One more time. Previously on I Made Her Watch. That was a lower one. I'm going to say when you go through this, keep this in mind, okay? Uh My prediction is that you're going to like the second one best. Yeah. Okay. I want you to remember this. Okay, it's it's Although, recorded. So if you ask me now what the difference was between the three of them, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs>